ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome, everybody, into this Golf Channel podcast special. I'm Mark Ralston. Please be joined by three-time World Series champion and four-time All-Star Chicago Cubs pitcher John Lester, who also happens to be a guest on Monday's episode of Faraday. So, John, let me ask you, before you did that interview with Faraday, what was your biggest concern? Oh, man. Um a lot there was a lot of concerns um one just being the new format um which after going through it and then now seeing it on on tv it's it's really cool um just the whole new format that they're doing with the multiple guys um you know i saw the one with um tom layman and uh uh justin leonard the other night that was really cool to hear them talk about their Ryder cup experiences and stuff like that and and then obviously with ours having, you know, Ray Allen and Mark Kopsevecchia and having, you know, baseball, basketball, golf, and hearing everybody's stories and, and how Ray um, goes about his or went about his day on the basketball court and how Mark, uh, you know, kind of grinded through some some uh, some tournaments and some wins and stuff like that. So uh, that was my biggest concern was sitting down with those guys and, and trying to make it work and, and um, you know, be a part of it. and have some good stories and information. Um, but I think, I think it's, uh, I think people will be pleased. I think it turned out really well. How did this episode actually come together? I know you're such an avid golfer in so many different ways, but how did it come about that you actually appeared on the Faraday show? Uh, kind of the short story of it is, is I've, you know, I've, I've watched it for a while. Um, and, and I've always wanted to be a part of it. It always looked like a cool deal. I mean, you, you got to hang out with Faraday and, and, and have fun and play golf. And, you know, obviously the one-on-one thing is, is a lot different. Um, and so I had, I've, I've got a good buddy of mine that kind of helps me with some stuff with my charity and, and so forth. I had him reach out to Faraday's people and ask if they would have any interest doing this. And just so happened for whatever reason, they actually had me on a list of, of people they were wanting to call. And so I ended up kind of working out, um, you know, that way. And then I've played in the Diamond Resort tournament in Orlando the last two years, and, and we were all down there for that. And so they, um, you know, they got us all together and got us in a room for an hour or so and, and got this thing knocked out. All the great athletes, John, have tangible qualities that separate them, but also intangible qualities. What do you think separates David Faraday as an announcer or a host of a show like that? What makes David 
so special and different from a lot of the other guys? Uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, honestly, and, and this sounds really easy, is that he played the game. Um, you know, it's, it's easier for, I know in, in my profession, if a guy that played the game um, is announcing the game or critiquing you in the game, uh, it, it goes down a little easier. Uh, the other the other guys can can say, okay, well, this guy played. He understands how hard the game is. Um, you know, and I think the other thing on 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 Faraday is is that he makes fun of himself too. Uh, anybody that kind of lets people's guards down by making fun of themselves and and you know being being kind of the humorous guy uh, really let let your guard down. Um, and I think when you're able to let your guard down in an interview or in a setting like, like this show, you're going to have a better show or a better interview. Um, you know, as, as athletes, we're always, you know, at least I know for myself, I'm always on the defense, um, you know, in the clubhouse and, and, and uh, you know, other areas when you're doing these interviews, because you don't know what those writers are really trying to get at. Um, you know, are they trying to spin it? Are they going to actually use your words, so forth and so on? Um, so when you have a guy like Faraday that makes people feel relaxed, uh, in that setting, then you're going to get, you're going to get a good interview, uh, out of those guys. And, and I feel like he's done a really, really good job of that over the years. And then, you know, listening to him on the golf channel and, and, uh, you know, talk about guys, I think when you're able to, like I said, make fun of yourself and, and be humorous, um, you know, you can, you can kind of say those those borderline things sometimes and, and get away with it. John, we have watched your former battery mate as he made a good friend David Ross transition from uh, a player to television himself. When your playing days are done, do you have any designs on doing anything like that, or are you going to head toward golf, maybe? Uh, you know what? As of now, no. Um, you know, I know that I love this game and, and I love talking baseball. I love, uh, you know, the cat and mouse game of, of pitching and catching and the game calling and so forth. So I, I think there'll be, there'll be some involvement at some capacity eventually, whether that's coaching my kids or, you know, helping out in my area where I live. Um, I just don't know. And I don't, I don't want to do the TV stuff. Um, you know, I've talked to guys that do it, uh, that, that really enjoy it, and it kind of gets you back to that boys' club, and you can talk talk shop and, and all that. But, um, you know, I want to I wanna get away from traveling and, and doing all that stuff and, and get back to, to family and, and helping my kids and raise them and, uh, you know, like you said, get to, a, get to a driving range or two a little more frequently. I found a couple of the uh, clips from your appearance on Ferret Show with uh, Mark Kalkovec and Ray Allen, uh, and, and some of them were really interesting to me. One of them was about the uh, pitcher beating mound on the mound with uh, your pitching coach and some of the other players from time to time. Um, explain exactly what you meant by sometimes you just sort of like being by yourself, which is what you do in golf in a lot of ways. But in baseball, then all of a sudden you have to have a meeting, yet you still kind of wanted to be by yourself. Yeah, and I, we were actually talking about that today um, after my bullpen. I just I feel like when, when a pitching coach comes out there, and a lot of times the pitching coaches 
you know, they don't, they're, they're not going out there to give you information. They're going out there to give you uh, a break. And now with the new rules and stuff, they're not allowed to come out there as much. Um, and usually when they're out there, stuff is going on that you don't want going on. You know, you, you've got a, a situation where, you know, maybe you've given up a few hits in a row or you've given up a homer and, you know, thrown a lot of pitches. And now it's just, hey, we need a breather. Um, so a lot of times for me, that's just a mental break. Like I'm, I'm not even listening to what uh, they're saying a lot of times um, because you're, you're using that as kind of like your dugout time, you know, in between innings. Like I'm, I'm mentally shutting off for the 30 seconds that you're out here to try to regroup. Um, you know, and like you said, in golf, it's very, very similar. You know, it's all on you. There's nobody else to blame but yourself. And pitching is, is the same way. Um, you know, I throw a dumb pitch to a hitter and he hits it. That's on me. That's not on the catcher. Um, you know, same thing in golf. You had a bad shot. That's not, that's on me, not your caddy or not your playing partner. So, um, it's, it's very similar and it's, and it's really, really cool because at the end of the day, you've got to look yourself in the mirror and, and figure that out, see what you need to fix and improve on and, and really be honest with yourself. Throughout my years, and there's been a lot of them as a broadcaster, John, I've had the, the chance to play with a number of baseball guys, and it seems to me like the pitchers as a group uh, generally tend to be the best golfers. Is there a correlation there, or or simply maybe that uh, you guys have more time off to work on your game? Well, what's the correlation between pitching and playing golf? I, I just think it's time. You know, uh, especially during the season, you know, our, our nights are, are late. You're, you're getting done. You know, hopefully the game is, you know, what, 7 to 10. That's a, that's a solid three-hour game. You know, you're getting back to the hotel around 1130. Um, you know, and then you got to turn around. And if you're going to play, you got to get up at, you know, 530. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, in, in, in these places we play, you know, the, the courses are 30, 45 minutes to an hour away. So, you know, you're trying to get balls in the air at 8, you know, at, at hopefully the, the latest 8.30. Um, and then you're getting done around 12, 12.30, getting back to the hotel, shower, change, you're at the field. So it's a long day for position players that play every day. Um, so, you know, for us pitchers that aren't pitching, you know, you, 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 yeah, you just get up early. You get your work done when you get to the field. You know, may have a bullpen, a workout, whatever it may be. Uh, and you're done for the day. You're just chilling for the next three hours. Um, so I, I just feel like, you know, the, we, we just have a lot more time um, to uh, to work on our game and, and play throughout the season. Two-part question here, John. What kind of a handicap do you carry, and do you think you will become a better golfer when your pitching days are over? Uh, right now, I mean uh, – I think my handicap kind of lies, but um, I, I'm like playing to, I don't know, like a six to an eight. Um, you know, I, I think that's just more so on the courses that we play. Uh, we always play from the tips and we play hard courses. So, um, you know, I feel like that that's why my handicap gets down to where it is. Uh, it's definitely not going down. It's, it's going up more than, more so than down. Um, what was the second part of the question again? I'm sorry. Well, do you think that handicap will go down when you're done pitching, or or is it probably as low as it's going to be now? Will you get will you get better at golf when you're not playing professional baseball? 
I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I obviously have more time um, to, to play. Um, you know, I think there's some things in, in my game that need to to really improve, um, you know, as far as ball flight and chipping and putting, which I'm sure that's a lot of, you know, amateurs' problems. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope so. You know, usually in the off season when I'm done playing baseball for the year, I try I, – I, I use my get-out-of-jail-free card for hunting and fishing, um, you know, more so than golf. So, uh, you know, hopefully that I'll be able to have a little bit more time and, and get out there and, and, you know, get a little bit better. Tiger Woods has just begun his uh, second round here at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, millions of eyes on Tiger right now. What's your take on this comeback and really what Tiger has been able to accomplish given what he has gone through both mentally and physically over the last few years? Man, it's great. I think it's great for, you know, the game of golf. It's, it's changed, I feel, the way people view it now. Um, you know, I mean, like last week when he made the run, um, you know, on Saturday and Sunday to get to get up there near the lead and in the lead, um, you know, like our clubhouse was buzzing. You know, guys were coming in early and turning the TV on to the to the golf channel or, or uh, whatever channel it was on uh, to watch him. Uh, you know, I feel like that, you know, that's my generation, um, you know, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas. Um, you know, and and he's really changed how people view. My mom was just in town last week, and, uh, you know, she doesn't watch golf, but we had it on, you know, when I got home from, from the field because she wanted to watch it. She's like, I don't watch golf unless unless he's playing. Um, so, you know, I think he – what he has done over the last, you know, what is it, month, month and a half since he's been back playing full-time has really improved the game. And, and that's how you're going to get – you know, just like in our game, you're going to get young kids to play. When you have a figure like him that dominates um, people's attention, uh, that's how you're going to get the younger generation to play. I mean, that's how I started playing was when he when he came on tour. It was it was cool to play golf then. Um, you know, then obviously what he's gone through mentally, physically, uh, with his body, uh, it's just impressive to see how he's gotten his body to respond. Uh, and back, not only respond, but almost be better. I mean, I saw all the stuff on people talking about him last week about his club head speed and how hard he's swinging the club and, um, you know, that, that sort of thing. And, and that, that to me is the most impressive part is just how well he's turned his body back into kind of the old Tiger. John, it seems to me like good news golf to kind of uh, be a bonding tool for you and some of uh, your teammates with the Cubs. We've seen pictures of you guys down at Pebble Beach. And I'm thinking about when you began your career and, and certainly before that, it, golf wasn't as cool for athletes in other sports as you're talking about out now. Yesterday, Roy Williamson, his um, pregame press conference uh, for March Madness, basically started out by saying Tiger Woods just 30 to get the minus 40. Now has the outright lead. That's what he was talking about at a, a basketball press conference. Has he in that regard been instrumental in bringing other people into the game and making it cool? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I, like I just said, I mean, I know people, you know, just when I, when I was growing up, kids that never played golf nor wanted to play golf when, 
when Tiger got on tour, it was, okay, let's get a set of clubs and, you know, I'll meet you down at the par three, uh, you know, and, and at 10 o'clock on, on, you know, your summer vacation. So, I, absolutely. And and even now, he's still doing it at whatever age he is. I, I, don't, I don't know how old he is now, but, you know, he's coming back in 2018 and he's getting – he's not only getting young kids involved with it, he's getting, you know, older generations involved with golf again. Um, you know, and like, I, like, like you said, you know, and even just a few short years ago, you weren't coming into baseball clubhouses or anywhere else and, and turning on golf. Uh, you know, you weren't going to a restaurant bar and asking them to change the channel to golf. Um, with Tiger being back, we went had lunch the other day and, you know, 90% of the TVs in the, in the restaurant had golf on, even with March Madden. So, yeah, I mean, he, he just, one individual has changed the way this whole game is looked at. Um, you know, I mean, as good as Rory is, as good as Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson and how people have seen him kind of dominate the game since Tiger's been gone, they're just not Tiger, and you see it. And, and you know, it's, it's fun to see him not only come out um, and play, he's playing at an elite level. Um, and and that, that's just going to be even better for the game of golf, you know, across the board for young and old people to get involved. John, in just the last month, Tiger has become the odds-on betting favorite to win the Masters. Do you think he can win the Masters? Man, I mean, we, we saw it last week. I mean, we saw it last week. He, he put it together. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's just like anything else. I mean, we're going through it right now. We have spring training. You know, these guys don't have, um, you know, kind of make-believe competition where they can just go out and get rounds under their belt and play and compete. You know, I mean, yeah, they play with their buddies, and, and they try to go out there and and simulate it. But, you know, I've been able to play with a few guys that have played on the, the tour and played on the senior tour. And, you know, when they're with us or when they're with their buddies, the guard's down because they're not playing for anything. They're, they're, they're just out there playing, having a good time. Um, when you got a field and, and you got, you know, a batter in that batter's box, now it's go time. Now you got to compete. And, you know, there's no practice for him. He's just got to go out there and play and do it. And I think, as you see him play, he's going to just get better and better at everything. Um, you know, obviously, I've, I've watched, paid attention, and he hasn't driven the ball very well, um, coming from somebody that hardly ever hits the fairway. But it, 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 that's only going to get better. And obviously, his chipping and putting has been really, really good the last couple of weeks. And, you know, if, if he's able to put the other two things together like he did last week, I, I don't see why he can't. I mean, how many masters has he won? You know, he loves that course. He plays well there. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I like his chances. I, I really, I think you can never, anytime you see Tiger as the betting odds winner at a tournament, I, I don't think you can go wrong with it. All right, last question, but I'm going to preface it by saying, as a Chicago native and lifelong Cubs fan, what you and the entire team have done to re-energize the city of Chicago uh, has been just remarkable. And uh, for every Cubs fan, uh, I just want to thank you for that, John. What I do want to ask you, though, is 
Uh, now that you've been introduced as the three-time World Series champion, uh, are we going to be able to change that three to a four here pretty soon? <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, you know, that was one thing coming into Chicago that, you know, I really wanted to kind of hammer home to people. Um, you know, coming here, the Cubs were coming off a 100-loss season and, and not looking good. Um, and people kept asking me, you know, well, how are you going to you're going to sign with the last place team. Um, I did that with the belief of us winning and the talent was here. It's just a matter of the, the young guys believing that they could do it. And they've done that. Um, you know, and, and I tell Rizzo, I remind him on a, on a, on a daily basis. Um, it's not every other day where, you know, I'm like, you know, a little, Talkiness, saying, "Hey, man, I won you your first one. You need to win me my next two. Um, so that's that's what you know. I give these guys a hard time. It's time for them to start carrying the load and and win a win a few more. Um, you know, I got a couple more years left here, and hopefully that is the case. And uh, hopefully every year we're competitive, and every year we're fighting for that uh, you know that trophy. Um, you know, I feel like guys." can never take that for granted. I mean, winning is fun. Winning is is what makes this season not as long. Um, and if we're able to do that and continually give ourselves chances, then you know the odds are the odds are in our favor to hopefully win win one of those times if we if we keep getting there. Thanks for your time, John. It was fabulous. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, and thanks for all of you watching this Golf Channel podcast. For more, visit GolfChannel.com podcast. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.